Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lunchtime, your bi-weekly podcast for bivocational and busy pastors. Hey, we are so glad you are with us today. It's just very, very grateful. And before we get started, this is part two of a two-part interview with Chris Reynolds from Pastor Wellness of the Georgia Baptist Mission Board. You may, if you haven't already listened to part one, want to stop this episode and go back and listen to episode or part one of this uh, this series because uh, we had some really great stuff and it's going to lead into what we talk about today. So uh, grateful you're here. Just a couple of quick things. Number one, if you would like to contact the show, by all means, we would love for you to send us an email. You can do that by sending us an email at hans at com. That's H-A-N is a nice S at com. And we would love that. If you like the, the show, we'd love for you to subscribe to it. And that way you'll get notifications when new episodes come out. And that way you won't miss the first part of a two-part interview, something along those lines. Uh, so we would love for you to be. Also, just a reminder, now we are in our second full year. We're starting our second full year of lunchtime. So grateful to continue to be serving you, uh, to be to be lifting you guys up and praying for you. And listen, if you've got show ideas, if you've got episode ideas, you've got somebody that I need to talk to, feel free to send me that email. I know a lot of you guys are probably listening to this while you're driving down the road, but would you take a moment and and pray for one another? Would you take a moment and uh, share some opportunities with, with me so that I can post those and let people know about that as we continue to let the show expand and do things uh, naturally, organically? Man, we would love for you to be a part of that, and thank you so much. So, I'm glad you're here, and before we get really into the show and get back to to Chris, let's pray together. God, we are just just grateful. We're grateful that you love us. We're grateful that you sent your one and only son to die for us. We're grateful that we get to share the best news that has ever come to earth, that there is a living Savior, and he's in the world today. And we're so very grateful for our Lord Jesus Christ. As we start into this Pastor Appreciation Month in just a few days, Father, I just want to say thank you for my pastor brothers. I want to thank you for calling them into your ministry. And I want to thank you, Lord, for the guys that feel very equipped, for the guys that feel ill-equipped, for the Lord, the people that are just still learning. Lord, I pray for them, and I pray for their churches, and I pray that you would help them to be healthy so that we can share the best news from the best possible position to all the world, so that all the world may hear. For it's in your name, Jesus, we humbly pray. Amen. Well, we're back again with Chris Reynolds from Georgia Baptist Pastor Wellness, and Chris is so very kind uh, to to give us an extra episode. And man, we 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 felt like we barely scratched the surface the last time, right? Exactly. And and it was it was so good. But um, hope you'll listen to that. So. Um, we ended up last time talking about things that churches can do to help keep their pastors well. Now let's move into this. What are some ways pastor wellness helps churches and pastors? What are, what are some things you get to do? You can be general, you can be specific, but tell us. Well, first of all, let me say thank you for this. Thank you for lunch time, for what it does, the message it's sending and the, and the help it's giving, uh, also, thank you for highlighting bivocational pastors. 50% of the pastors I serve uh, are bivocational, almost right. 50%. Right. And, uh, and so thank you for helping us 
reach out and connect. Uh, one of the things that we've learned in pastor wellness is that when a pastor reaches out to us or we've been made aware of a pastor that needs a, a, a contact or just us to walk beside them, there's four ways that we connect. Just community. Man, I'm a pastor. I need a friend. Uh, confidentiality. Mm. Just, man, I need somewhere I can just talk without it going to my deacons or right. I don't need to burden my spouse with all of this. So, right. so community, a friend, confidentiality, a place to talk, uh, coaching, not that we know the answers, but we're really a resource, right? We can connect them to resources such as this podcast, right? Hey, here's something you can listen to. The other thing is conflict and pastors reach out to us when they feel like they are in conflict with their church or their churches in conflict with each other. So those are some of the ways. And um, so what are some of the resources we have? We actually have on our staff available to all of our Georgia Baptist churches, again, a mutual friend of ours, uh, Marty Youngblood. Mm -hmm. Marty is a certified conflict resolution, conflict mediator. Uh, He's certified in that, and he is available through Pastor Wellness at no charge to the church. Uh, to sit down and we help churches negotiate conflict. Right. Uh, how do you do that? Just call Georgia Baptist, call Pastor Wellness, reach out to us. We will be glad to, to connect. Uh, that's a resource. Let me encourage this, though. Don't wait until it's blown up. Right. To reach out to us. Yeah, the day before the big business meeting. Not the day before, but I would even say as a precaution, if you see it brewing, right, give us a call. Right. Um, and so those are some ways that we help churches. What are some other ways? We have a dental and a health, mobile health clinic, mobile right. dental clinic. Right. That is available to lead pastors and their spouse and ministry positions right. and their spouse. Right. Um, and so... Those are positioned around the state five to six times a year. You simply uh, would make an announcement. There's an announcement that comes out. You sign up, and then you can have dental care, eye care, vision care, and uh, all the things related to a checkup. Right. Uh, The only thing we can't do is prescribe Medicine. The medicine for it, but we can send you to the right place for the right thing. Right. We have a... We have contracted a nurse practitioner. Her name is Marie Witherspoon, and she is at all of these available to sit down and consult with our pastors. So we have conflict. We have things that are related to physical health. We have relational. Just in your association alone, just recently, we just had a gathering where pastors came out and we just had a skeet shoot. Uh, There's golf tournaments and things like that that we do. The cool thing is all of those are funded by businessmen right not not the georgia baptist mission board right but people outside of the gbmb uh have have funded these things and and you also have the the special weekends which i do want to know i want you to tell us about but also uh just a quick uh, for lack of a better word advertisement that mobile health unit is available you can call and talk to tom kreitz is he still over that it is tom kreitz And, and you can call and talk to him and if there is an event 
that you can utilize that for, say, for instance, your community has a bunch of migrant workers yes. during a particular time of the year or something along those lines. They want to use that for an opportunity to share the gospel. And so you can contact Georgia Baptist Mission Board, get up with Tom Kreitz, and he, you can talk with him about what it would look like to have the mobile dental unit or uh, including the, the health screenings or whatever uh, come to your area uh, in order to do things. And we've done that uh, in, in our association. We've done it as an associational project. We've also had churches within our association utilize these things, these tools. And so uh, we're very grateful for that. So now getting back to the special weekends, tell us about what those look like and how somebody can make sure they hear about the next one. Yes. So uh, pastor, spouse, ministry, family, spouse, whoever, right. if you'll go to Facebook and Join the group, uh, Georgia Baptist Pastor Wellness. Uh, It is a private group. It's not a group where there's going to be ads that pop in and out. We don't debate political things on there. Oh, come on, man. I know. We do it other places, just not there. (laughs) Uh, But we make that one available just for communication information. So Georgia Baptist Pastor Wellness on Facebook. Join that group. And all of our registration and information about events start there okay there's always a link you click it you you uh sign up and we work it out the the retreats that you're talking about the two special weekends happen in the spring late winter early spring and they happen in the fall right currently they happen at jekyll island and lake lanier islands uh those weekends are all inclusive. It's $149, and it covers uh, the, the entire weekend of conference, all the meals, all the lodging. The only thing it doesn't cover is travel there and back. And pastor, if you say, I'd love to go, but I, I need a preacher, we cover that. We will pay for the preacher. Right. We will find the pulpit supply, and we'll cover their love offering for them to be there. So it doesn't cost your church. And... Uh, but we supply that again. In fact, there's still one. There's one coming up October seven, eight, and nine. As this is being aired, mm-hmm. be October seven, eight, and nine. There's still time to sign up for that. Okay, and and I will tell you too that one of the things that some of my Bible guys have, have said, and, and of course, pastors. We have pastors of different ages. Yeah. Right. Um, and not every pastor gets to serve in an area where they have family close by that can watch kids. Um, or they do things, uh, their wife maybe is a teacher or something along those lines. So one of the things that I've been asked to ask you is to, for y'all to pray about, is it possible to do something like this during a summer break? I'm not saying like every year, and I recognize that's more expensive and, and, and everything else along those lines. I get it. But, uh, some, some sort of something that will help our pastors, who normally wouldn't be able to go on a school year, or maybe it's we plan, you plan one of these around what would normally be a school break. Uh, so obviously not spring break because that's, that's all over the place. Uh, but maybe a, um, a weekend where it pretty much everybody's off like on Monday and so, or Friday or something along those lines. Anyway. This, this past year, um, Humble beginnings, right? But right, we did have a man, a ministry family weekend. Yeah, it was a Friday night and a Saturday planned during the school break. Gotcha. A humble beginnings, uh, not a lot of attendance, but enough encouragement to 
to add that. Right. And we actually have one of our uh, ministry families that are hosting it for us. And Great. We find locations that are centralized. So That's right. So keep your eyes and ears open for that. Yep. Join that Facebook group. That Facebook group, because yeah. in the summer there will be another event there. Let me say, we've talked a lot about pastors, but also every January we have a minister's wife's retreat. Mm. And uh, again, same thing. Go to that Facebook page. It'll show up this year. Um, we are having it. And uh, Do you know where it's going to be? I do, but I don't. <laughs> right this moment, I apologize for that. I was, I was do, you, do you remember what weekend it's going to be? It is in January. Let me give you that for this moment. Okay. Uh, and I apologize that I don't, but no it worries. popped in my head. Yeah. But it will be out and registration will be open in November. Okay. So they've got plenty of time to join the group, start thinking now. It is a Friday, Friday night, Saturday type event and uh, very affordable. And this is strictly for the ministry wives of, of Georgia Baptist. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And that's, that's a need. Yep. That's, so we have, that's... we do have those things. So there are opportunities and we try to do a variety of events because sure. not everybody golfs. Right. Not everybody fishes. Not everybody shoots. Uh, and I will say this. And some you, of us shoot, but not well. And you and I both <laughs> are in that group. And But uh, let me say also, if you're a pastor with a hobby you'd like to share, yeah. if you'll let us know, I'm sure we can find somebody that could help us sponsor that. There you go. So, yeah, those are some of the things that we offer. Cool. Very cool. And not only that, but you help connect pastors uh, with with special things like I, I'm thinking about the ministry that's in Cordial that is for like a pastor respite uh, ministry and and just just a quick plug for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to give just a quick yeah. Stillwaterpastorsretreat.org. Mm-hmm. Stillwaterpastorsretreat.org. Yep, one word, lowercase. Just type it out like you would any um, website address. Uh, but Rusty and Denise Stewart manage that mm. and it's the most phenomenal thing it's a hundred dollar deposit right and you can stay two nights or two weeks in a very well equipped and very very comfortable mm-hmm. um, chalet yeah. or cottage they, people would call them a cabin i would not call them a cabin they, they, they're there's there's drywall on the walls there's electricity there's running water there's hot water uh, there's, I think there's even a dishwasher. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's it is a very nice two bedroom, two bathroom. I think, yes. uh, the bathtub in the master bedroom is, oh my goodness. Yes. Um, and listen at uh, six foot six and way overweight. I don't get excited about a whole lot of bathtubs, <laughs> but that, uh, that looks like a mini spa. It is a mini spa. It's on a pond on yeah, a lake yeah, yeah. with a screened in porch. Yep. And, uh, but yes, they will. No obligation. They're not selling you anything. Right. Simply, a, there was a gentleman that God laid pastors on his heart. Yeah. And he bought this land and built these cabins. Mm. And they're available. And it literally is a $100 deposit. You're in the country, but you're 10 minutes from Cracker Barrel if you don't want to cook. Yeah, yeah. And it's in Cordial. Yeah, not not far from Cordial, uh, which I I 75. Mm-hmm. So very good. All right, so Chris, you mentioned a little bit about conflict resolution. You talked about Marty and what he does. Uh, what are some things that pastors can do to help with conflict resolution? We're going to answer that question when we come back.
Hey, so as I told you the last time, we are going to start um, highlighting different ministries that are part of the Mallory Association. But every now and then, I'm going to give a quick plug, and I'm going to do this especially because we are coming into Pastor Appreciation Month. This is going to air right before the beginning of October. And so as a way for me to show you Pastor Appreciation, I want you to know that I'm going to reduce the price of my book on Amazon.com that's Proclaiming the Kingdom of God. Uh, we're going to reduce that to $9.99 instead of uh, $14.99. So uh, 30% off, 33% off, uh, you can have that book delivered to you. And I would love to hear your thoughts about it. Uh, not only do I talk about proclaiming the kingdom of God, which, by the way, is the thing that Jesus just could not stop talking about in the scriptures. If you read the Gospels, you see he's talking about the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, all the time. But also... In the process of reading that book, you're going to learn a little bit about my youngest son. Chris mentioned this the last time, uh, his health issue, and that was going through Langerhans cell histocytosis and what that looks like and, and how that kind of relates to the kingdom of God. And so would love for you to pick that up um, if you uh, want to pick that up for Pastor Appreciation Month. If you want to let somebody know that um, in your church that, hey, this is a way you can show me appreciation, you can get uh, Hans... Hans's book for me or what have you. We'd love for you to do that. All right. So, Chris, back to it. Uh, what are some things uh, that pastors can do, pastors now can do to help with conflict resolution? Great question. First of all, calm is contagious. Calm is contagious. Yes. Um, recognize that you don't have to respond to every person's emotional blow up. That's right. So just, first of all, be calm. Yeah. Take a minute and say, I hear you. I recognize that's important to you. Will you give me a moment to, to see, understand what's going on? Right. And, and if it's a real issue, obviously we want to deal with it, but we, right. wanna, not, we don't want to react because reaction is usually based in emotion and emotion can change. So we want to respond, sure. knowing that calm is contagious. Sit down and understand, know the dynamics of your church. Right. Am I talking to someone who's always right. got an issue, or am I talking to someone that never has an issue, and so I need to listen to them because this is very different. So first, calm is contagious. Right. The other thing is no. Don't talk to everybody. Right. Don't take it and say, hey, so-and-so said, and then run over here and say, hey, so-and-so said. Right. Um, I'm sure that there are communication lines in your church. Sure. Follow them. Look at your bylaws for handling conflict. One of the practices that I had, so if I had a church member that came to me and said, Chris, you're not going to believe Hans. He did this, this, and this, and I'm mad. I would simply say, Wow. I can see that that has bothered you. Why don't you and I go to Hans right now? Yeah. And let's talk about it right. with him because I'm sure, I know Hans well. I'm sure he would want to know that he's offended you. Right. And and this is what I found. If it was legitimate, they would go. They would go with me. <laughs> if it wasn't, they would they probably backpedal on me a minute. Didn't mean it wasn't an issue. Maybe a their personality. Right. But at least it gave me a read on them right 
And, and so I think calm is contagious. I think that, that we invite people to, to sit down. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, I, I mentioned know your bylaws, know how you handle certain things. Right. So that if it does grow or gets bigger, you can always say, look, I handle the procedure that we have in place. Yeah. And then certainly, uh, we mentioned this earlier also, don't wait until the day of or the day before the business meeting to reach out to you, Right. to reach out to us. Um, I would always first tell the pastor, first reach out to your associational missionary. Okay. Just reach out to him. He knows dynamics. He knows culture. He's in the area. Right. And sometimes it's absolutely best for you to handle it. Other times, if it's going to have community effect, maybe it's better to call the Marty who's from the outside. Right. So be aware, be proactive. Right. Be calm. And uh, I mentioned one of the reasons pastors reach out to us is confidentiality. Mm-hmm. That is probably the number one piece on our job description is be a safe place for a pastor to vent. Yeah. So I always tell pastors, if you need to fuss, cuss, or discuss, call us. <laughs> and it's confidential. And so I think those are some things that pastors can do uh, to help with. Um, and, you know, so like some conflicts are obvious. Like some sometimes when there's a, there's something going on, the pastor looks at it and says, okay, we most certainly need to take care of that. For instance, um, there is the question of child abuse. Mm-hmm. There is the question of spousal abuse. There is the question of um, a leader within the church with um, character issues. Those, those are, are obvious. But then sometimes um, it's not quite as obvious maybe the color of the carpet <laughs> maybe yeah and and or or even like i had a situation where and um this person has passed on now but like, she got really upset that we took down the pulpit for a while uh during the christmas season so that we could have um children's programs and this that and the other you have the majority of the pulpit area uh, and so i used like a, a music stand for a little while and then uh, once Christmas was over, and and she was just so excited, the pulpit was back in that spot. Um, but I, I never really followed up with her on this because I don't think it became that big of an issue. But I think that there's value in saying something like, you know, on a scale of one to ten, how big of an issue is this to you? I mean, I I hear what you're saying, and I want to make sure that I respond appropriately. So. Are we talking about a three or are we talking about a nine? Because that that's going to impact how I deal with this, uh, and and I think that that's that's something that we we really have, we've kind of lost. My son Silas and I were having a conversation the other day, and he said, "You know, I really wish that there there were multiple words for love in the English language like there are in the Greek language." because, you know, I love hot dogs and I love my wife, but I love hot dogs different than I love my wife. That sort of thing. And I get that. So, uh, but that's, that's really good. So what are, and I'm a, what are some helpful policies that churches could have to help with pastor wellness? What, what are some things that we make sure our congregations do right to help promote pastor wellness? Good. Uh, 
update your job description. Yeah. Just update it. Make sure that what you're expecting of your pastor mm. is what you have communicated to your pastor. Right. And I would encourage pastors, if you don't have a job description, take the time to work on it. Yeah. Uh, so that you know that you are doing and you and the church are on the same page. Right. You know, I, I think updated job descriptions, updated vacation policy. Can I go preach a revival? Things that that people may not understand, but if we can clarify them, yeah. then if I do call whoever I, I'm accountable to in the church, hey, I'm going to be out for a week, that number one, I know that I have the time. I'm not feeling like I'm having to go with my hat in my hand to take my vacation. Right. And so... Clear policies on leave, clear policies on sick days, clear policy on... Funeral leave. Funeral leave, reimbursements. Mm-hmm. Um, if, I'm, if I'm having to drive 100 miles for the church, is that my expense? Is that the church's expense? But right. just some clarity right. on what you can be reimbursed for, what you sh- should not expect to be reimbursed for. Yeah, and, and along those lines, especially like with, with um, the job description... Um, I don't think anybody would have included in their job description in 2019 uh, to be a public health expert. Right. Um, but now, post-2020, I feel like we need to have in place a group of people within our church that we can discuss. Like, if, if a public health emergency arose in our community or you know, it was nationwide, again, who are the people that need to come together instantaneously to make the big decisions like because we, we basically had to shut down overnight right um so it, who are those people that that are going to make those decisions and in that way the the church knows who who, who those people are yeah the pastor knows and it's not all in the pastor like i didn't have a public health course in seminary right i've got 10 years of post high school education never once had a public health I don't even remember a class. And like didn't a even single, imagine you would need it. Right. Exactly. So um, that would be just, just one of the things that probably needs to be updated in a pastor um, yes. job description. I think the, you mentioned earlier, too, what are some things that pastors need to be aware of with conflict. I think a, a response team, whether it's public health or whether it's child abuse, right? just know that... that it may not happen. We pray it doesn't happen. Right. But statistics tell me that it happens way too much. So let's, let's be prepared when it does happen. So all of those type of documentations, anything related to employment, uh, those group of people, if, if an emergency happens, who, are, who, who do we go to? Right. Many churches, it's the deacons. But Let's be honest. The deacons aren't public health crisis right. people. Right. So we look for either in our church or our community individuals that are able to speak some yeah. wisdom and knowledge into our lives. So, yeah, I think update your documents, uh, bylaws. Here's a plug. Uh, Alliance Defending Freedom. Mm, ADF. ADF. If you are a Georgia Baptist church, it's already affordable, but if you're a Georgia Baptist church, you go to their website, tell them you're a Georgia Baptist church, there's a discount there. They will take all of your documentation, read it, and within two weeks respond to you and say, this is good or this area is weak, 
and you need to update it, they will give you the suggested update Yeah. so that your job descriptions, your bylaws, your constitution are all up to date so that when we do encounter things, we have guidance, but also they're available to you if that thing happens. Right. You can reach out to them. Right. So, yes. So it's like having a lawyer on retainer. It absolutely is. Yep. Exactly. Well, Chris, as we finish up this episode, uh, I would love for you to share uh, about the, there was a lady uh, in your ministry at Mount Zion, and you told this story back at our training wary event in February. Um, and I love this story. I love how it got turned uh, on its side, and I would love for our listeners to hear it. So can you just tell us that story about this lady? And you, you don't have to go into the great detail that you did before. Well, the short of it was, remember I told you Mount Zion became a very diverse congregation. That's right. This lady had been there for a long time, and, and to her defense, her world had been rocked. Right. Everything that was familiar was no longer familiar. Right. And so she would, uh, she would keep a record. Uh, Pastor Chris, today you spoke to this many people, or today you did that. And I think we're talking about the same story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay, so... And then she would let me know, hey, Chris, Pastor Chris, you spoke to this many people of this ethnicity, or you didn't speak to people of this ethnicity, and, and all of those kind of things. And it really began to be a thorn in my side. Sure. So uh, praying about it, seeking some wisdom, I sat down with her, and I said, man, you are keenly aware of what's going on in this church. You know who's here, and you know who's not here, and, and who needs to be um, spoken to and who doesn't. So would you start helping me point out who has a need, who needs a, who needs a touch from the pastor? Right. And let's use this. And she loved it. She yeah. bought into it. Right. And then she began to help me. She became my contact to, hey, I don't know if you know this or not. Right. But this family is going through this. Right. Or, um, hey, you have not spoken to that family in four weeks. Yeah. You know, it was still an honest it was a little irritating. Sure. But we turned it to a positive. That's right. And I'll close it on this note. But that led to, she knew a young lady that was in our church mm. who had some addiction issues, who had some um, moral issues, some different things going on. Right. Well, this young lady wound up in jail. Wow. She called me, before the young lady went into jail, she called me and said, May I write her every week? Mm. And she did for three plus years. She wow. wrote her every week. Wow. Uh, told her she, that God loved her, told her there was nothing she had done that was greater, uh, that was bigger than the love of Christ. Yeah. This young lady prayed to receive Christ. Amen. When she got out of jail, uh, the young lady, she was an advocate for her to come back to the church. Wow. She came back to the church. She was her accountability. She was her discipler. Mm. She was all of these things. Today, that young lady with her husband who adopted her fatherless children mm. are now serving in one of our churches as leaders. Not as a pastor, right. but as a leader. And, and so there are times that we have heavenly sandpaper. That's that right. That's right. Yeah. That, that they're just there and they kind of rub on us. Uh, don't, don't abandon them. Right. Look for ways to, to work together Yeah. and, and watch God do something that we never expect. That's right. And, and sometimes that's how we avoid conflict. Amen. Is remember that, that if they're in our church, God allowed them. Mm. 
So let's figure out how to work with them. That's right. Well, I'm so glad you were with us today, Chris. And uh, I hope that you, our listeners, will come back next time as we continue to minister to you. God bless you. There's another half.